Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is the 365 Bible Reading Plan. Today is February the 8th, and our chapter reading for today is Exodus chapter 13. Well, the last time we were together, I left you at twilight with the uh, slaying of the animal and the putting of the blood of the lamb on the doorpost, the side post, and the lintel, the top post of the door. And now the children of Israel are secluded inside their homes, and God is about to do what he said that he would do. When we come to Exodus chapter 12 and verse 29, the scripture says, And it came to pass at midnight that the Lord struck all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on his throne, to the firstborn of the captive who was in the dungeon, and all the firstborn of the livestock. So Pharaoh rose in the night, he and all his servants and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house where there was not found one dead. Catastrophe. God had been warning for nine plagues. I'm going to set my people free by a strong and mighty arm. Pharaoh, in the hardness of his heart, did not listen. And so God got his attention. The scripture says, Then he called from Moses and Aaron by night and said, Rise, go out from among my people, both you and the children of Israel, and go and serve the Lord as you have said. Also take your flocks and your herds as you have said, and be gone, and bless me also. Pharaoh knew that the end had come. He had lost the battle. God had won the confrontation. And the scripture says, And the Egyptians urged the people that they might send them out of the land in haste. For they said, We shall all be dead. So the people took their dough before it was leavened, having their kneading troughs and bowls bound up in their clothes. And they put them on their shoulders. And now the children of Israel had done according to the word of Moses. And they had asked from the Egyptians articles of silver and gold and clothing. So the Lord had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they granted them whatever they requested. Now listen to this. Thus they plundered the Egyptians. That is, God sent them out wealthy. And many will say, well, that just doesn't seem right. Oh, it seems right. Because you see, for decades upon decades, the people of God had been robbed. They had everything taken from them. And this was the time when they were going to have a return on the investment of slavery. And the scripture says, then the children of Israel journeyed from Ramesses to Sukkot, about 600 
thousand men on foot, besides them children. A mixed multitude went up with them also, and flocks and herds a great deal of livestock. A mixed multitude, that means that there were other people who were not Hebrews that were going out as well. You see, many times when God does a great work, those who are connected to the people of God get a blessing just as well. Now, later on, some of these same people cause problems. But after all, the people of God, the Hebrews, caused problems as well. And so the mixed multitude went up. God had a plan, not just for his people, but isn't it amazing that when God blesses, that God shows that he is the God of all the earth? This is what happened in the New Testament. For the first eight to ten years after Jesus rose from the dead and the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost, 50 days later after that, the scripture says that God sent Peter, the apostle, to the house of Cornelius and God allowed the Gentiles to be grafted into the covenant promises, the spiritual promises of Abraham, just like he had promised Abraham 2,500 years before. You see, God knows exactly what he's doing. What God promised Abraham 2,200 years before, and that is that God would make him a blessing to all the earth. And so the scripture says that God said to the people, this is going to be a memorial to you. I want you to remember this in your generation, but teach it to the generations to come. Now to chapter 13. The Bible says in verse 3, And Moses said to the people, Remember this day in which you went out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. For by strength of hand, the Lord has brought you out of this place. No leavened bread shall be eaten. On this day, you're going out in the month of Abib, of Aviv. It was springtime. And it shall be when the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites and Hittites and Amorites and Hivites and the Jebusites, which he swore to your fathers to give to you a land flowing with milk and honey, that you shall keep this service in this month. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread, and on the seventh day there shall be a feast to the Lord. Unleavened bread shall be eaten seven days, and no leaven shall be seen among you, nor shall leaven be seen among you in all your quarters. And you shall tell your son in that day, saying, This is done because of what the Lord did for me when I came up out of Egypt. It shall be a sign to you on your hand. As a memorial between your eyes, that the Lord's law may be in your mouth. For with a strong hand, the Lord has brought you out of Egypt. You shall therefore keep this ordinance. That is, this particular routine and ritual in its season from year to year. God said, I don't want you to forget what I've done, so I want you to make this a special holiday, holy day, every year, and I want you to teach it to your children. You see, no teaching, no 
teaching from God himself will last more than one generation if it's not passed on. Now, God's word will stand forever, but that next generation will not be blessed by the word of God unless we pass it on. There is the law of the firstborn beginning in verse 11. And it shall be when the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites that he swore to you and your fathers and gives it to you. You see, Moses is trusting God. He knows that this is what's going to happen. You shall set apart to the Lord all that open the womb, that is, every firstborn that comes from an animal which you have. The males shall be the Lord's. God said, I am taking the firstborn of every Egyptian. I have spared you, I have passed over you, and I never want you to forget it. And so therefore, I am making an ordinance that as long as you have breath, as long as you are a people, as long as you are alive, I want you to dedicate your firstborn unto God. They belong to me. I could have killed you in Egypt, but I didn't. I spared you, and I want you to never forget that I spared you. So every firstborn belongs to me. And if you're going to redeem that firstborn, I will give you a price for that. I will give you regulations for that. But if you do not dedicate that firstborn to me and redeem that firstborn, if you keep it, then you're going to have to break its neck. That's the law. That's what he says. So it shall be when your son asks you in time to come saying, what is this that you shall say unto him by the strength? strength of the hand of the Lord. He brought us out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, and it came to pass when Pharaoh was stubborn about letting us go that the Lord killed all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both firstborn of the man and firstborn of the beast. Therefore I sacrifice to the Lord all the males that open the womb, but all the firstborn of my sons I redeem. It shall be a sign on your hand and on the frontlets between your eyes, for by strength of the hand of the Lord, he has brought us out of Egypt. Now, do you remember they brought something else out of Egypt besides their firstborn? They brought the bones of Joseph. That's right. They brought the body of Joseph as they swore an oath that they would. The scripture says in verse 19, And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for he had placed the children of Israel under a solemn oath, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from here with you. And so the scripture says that they took the body of Joseph that the Egyptians had embalmed because if God had not used Joseph, they would have never been able to go to Egypt. They would have never been able to multiply as they did. They would have never been as wealthy as they were. And so God took that hard time in Egypt and turned it around for good and the birthing of a nation, something brand new that the world had never seen before. That's right. Joseph knew that. So in chapter 50 of Genesis, 
Genesis verses 24 and 25, he said, God will surely visit you. The God I serve has been faithful to me and he'll keep his promises that he made to my father, to my grandfather, and to my great-grandfather Abraham. And when he is faithful, it may be a while, but when he is ready, he's going to bring you up and all of our descendants, and he's going to do what he promised. And when he does, I want you to remember to take me and bury me in the land of promise. And that's exactly what they did. And the Bible says that Moses led the children and they left and heeded the word of Pharaoh and the word of God in the middle of the night. They got word, get out. This is how the Exodus begins. For On the Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.